You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Oniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Hello, 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 folks. How are we doing? Uh, welcome to Gate 7 International, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC by the fans for the fans. Um, we are coming to you live. It's me uh, with Adi here, and uh, we've just finished watching Olympiacos versus Ike, a 1-0 victory for the Erythrolevki. Jan and Vila helping us get three points there in the end. Um, thanks to everybody who's here. Before we get started, we want to remind everybody uh, to subscribe to us because um, it helps us spread our message of loving Olympiacos across the world. Uh, if you subscribe, it'll it, it should uh, allow you to send as many messages as you like in the chat. It's completely free. It takes two seconds and you can unsubscribe anytime you want. So if you haven't done so already, everybody, we would really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Adi, what have you got for us to start off here? Just a couple of quick housekeeping items, boys and girls. Olympiacos DC, it is the spring season. The year is beginning for them, and they are looking for some sponsors, jersey sponsors for the academy teams. So if anyone is interested in sponsoring an academy team, please reach out to us. You can email all of us directly at gate7intl at gmail.com. And we will forward all of that over to the guys there, Harry, Kara, George, if you remember the interview, and Philip Vonk, who is the technical director. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, they also run a nonprofit. It's called the Olympiacos DC Foundation. Part of the sponsorship program that they do where they try to get these jersey sponsors is to help pay the registration fees and for equipment for some of these kids that can't afford them. For those of you who are unaware of how football is in the United States, it is not how it is overseas. This is a sport, unfortunately, that is quite expensive in the United States. There are registration fees, there's t equipment costs, recurring costs, all sorts of fees for referees that the clubs have to pay. So all of this is put on the academies themselves and invariably on the people that get involved. So unfortunately, People that aren't well-to-do sometimes can't afford to participate. There's some very talented kids that otherwise wouldn't be able to play the game. So they appreciate any and all sponsors. Again, you can reach out to us directly if you are interested in sponsoring a team. And lastly, we want to thank our sponsor, Price International. Price International is your one-stop shop for all of your international transshipping needs, whether it's olive oil, cars, marble, you name it, they ship it. Give our friends a call at 410-675-4696 or send them an email to sales at piraeusintl.com. Peter, chat is lively already, man. Look at all these people checking in, everyone saying hi. I know. Big shout out to Eleftherios, who has given me a special message. I, I very much appreciate this. How are you? Long time no see. 
my friend, life is moving a thousand miles per hour up here, working on my PhD, trying to become Dr. Thompson as soon as possible. So that is taking up a lot of my time these days, but I wanted to make it here for the Derby for a big win. I wanted to catch the game. And so here I am. We've got a bunch of other great messages uh, from the chat. Ferios again says, we did our job today. Everything is okay. We've got George G. Boys, thank you for doing what you do. Never miss a show. Thank you, George G., for never missing a show and tuning in. Roman Smirnidi says, hello, Red Brothers. A whole bunch of great comments, everybody. Let us know what you think about the Ike game today. Let us know your thoughts about the game. We're going to start getting into it, Adi, here. Um Oh man, a bit of a a bit of a a sleeper as always, a bit of a snoozer, especially the first half. Um, and and at the end of the day, we do get the result. I think in the second half, things do eventually come along, and uh, we really started to to give it to Ike. Luckily, they weren't super clinical either, and the chances that they did get once again, Vachlik did pretty much everything he needed to do. That one, the nerviest moment of the entire game was that near own goal which uh, to me looked like a miscommunication between Vachlik and Manolas. Yep. When Manolas, I, I, to me, Adi, it looked like Vachlik could have just uh, called that out and let it run to him. That's kind of what I was thinking as the goalkeeper. You need to make that call. Uh, and that's probably where the issue arose. And Manolas didn't hear the call, so he tried to get rid. And it's a difficult ball to get rid of. And so eventually um, nearly went in the back of our own net. Um, but yeah, we I guess uh, we have Ahmed Hassan. Uh, <laughs> legend we've never we've never uh criticized you on on the show here uh, hassan never would we do that thought i may have been needed in the 90th minute <sighs> we could have used hassan a few times this year adi i hate to say it but it's true what do you what do we think what, what's your thoughts on the game adi uh first man i love these parody accounts that pop on here it started with uh yeah Pedro more Martin. parody accounts if we can get like the whole squad in here <laughs> The Pedro Martins one killed me, Augusta, man. That was hilarious. But uh, as far as the game went, so I I have seen a lot on social media. There are a lot of people are like, oh, it just continues to get worse. It continues to get worse. We're looking terrible. And I, I see a lot of people with short memories. Was the game uninspiring? Yeah, it was. It really was. I thought it started off a little bit better, but it really got pretty poor, especially in the second half. But this was not worse than our first meeting against Ike. If you guys remember, we didn't even complete 200 passes against Ike the first time we played against them. We were dominated completely in that game. So if we're comparing this to our first appearance against Ike and how our performances were in the beginning of the season, this might be sad to say, but this is an improvement. It wasn't a great game, but it was still an improvement over what we've seen. We just have some short memories and it's still ugly to watch. So we're still upset about it, but look, we got the job done. One, nothing great, great work by Mvila to, to get to not only get the shot, but get the rebound off of that too. And if you saw the replay, he didn't make a clean hit on the shot. And then the rebound like hit his shin too. So whatever we'll take. And it. like, and Sintotas like looked like he was going to give Jan and Vila a hug on the rebound for a bit there as well. Like <laughs> yeah. he came out with like the arms out and he kind of just ran into Envila. I, I, I have a couple other shout outs, Adi, that um, I'm, I kind of want to give. And then, you mm-hmm. know, in the chat, let me know if you agree with me or what. And then, you know, Adi can give his perspective as well, but. 
aside from that little blip with Manolas, which once again, I think is more the goalkeeper's responsibility uh, than, than Manolas. But I think the center backs were really strong today in defense. Yes. So Kratis and Manolas. Um, Ike were actually getting out in the counter, it seemed, quite a bit, Adi. Uh, and they have a few dangerous attackers in their team. Levi Garcia is obviously uh, dangerous when he gets the ball. And um, Amrabat was... was uh, quite on it for most of the game especially the second half he was he was everywhere it seemed um and Manolas and Socrates did a really good job recovering and getting back making those last ditch tackles and doing really well in set pieces as well I think uh so they definitely deserve a shout out and then his his appearance was brief but also we have to say João Carvalho uh in you know we saw him against I guess Panetolicos was it in the cup um Yep, and you know it, it, we we saw some good things, but this is a uh, Panetolikos, and it was in a rotated team. Uh, and then, but today we did see a few more um, promising promising bits from Carvalho when he came on. Only a ten minute appearance, of course, but hopefully we do see more of him in the league here, Adi. Uh, I, I definitely want to see more of him. Absolutely, I do too. And more on your point with um, the center backs, so many final balls they stopped. Manola, Socrates. I mean, when the wingbacks were getting caught further forward, the, I mean, these guys were were able to make it back. Everyone says how slow they are, but they look pretty good to me, uh, stopping all of those final balls. And all of that kind of highlighted to me something that we're all going to be worried about against Atalanta, which is how vulnerable this team is in transition. It is bad. I mean... Bukalakis, we've talked about, has been our best defensive-oriented midfielder. But even when he was in the field in this in this 4-3-3 setup, which is something we're going to talk about later, we saw we I mean, we saw how bad it was in transition. You know, with a bad with a bad pass here, or when I got in strive and really made progression with one quick two-touch ball we were in trouble. I mean, the lanes just opened up. And this is for a couple of reasons. One, Jan and Vila can't track back like he used to, which is why he sits anchored back because he's slower. Madi's been on the defensive side of things just, mm, just not there. He was better, I think, going forward a little bit because he was pushed out a little bit wider, it seemed, especially towards the end of the first half. But, man, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, that's going to be scary because Atalanta, that team in transition is really good. And on the defensive side of things, we're really not. So if we're going to pay, it's probably going to be in that area of the field. Um, as far as Carvalho goes, yeah, I mean, Carvalho was, I mean, he's had a couple of great touches. I think it was just also wonderful to, when he first came on the field, just a lovely nutmeg and draws the yellow card within literally 30 seconds of being on the field doing that to, to Rota. I mean, that type of creativity is what we really, really, really needed. But in the end, actually, there's a, a comment here from Kevin Milaras that uh, kind of captures how I feel. Um, okay, accept this all for performance because this is a really important win for the championship. Uh, it did keep us ahead or it kept our lead in the top of the table. But this dude that is considered as a football, he has green hair, parentheses, needs to be executed. Uh, That's a bit harsh, but... (laughs) I'm not going to go that far, but yeah, he's pretty tragic. But we did see a glimpse of like what 
he what we got him for, right? He had a couple of those run-ins behind the defender. He didn't make the most of the opportunities he got, but that's what we've been hoping to get with him. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Henry himself in the chat. He's, he's responding to the doubters. He said, if they let me keep the green hair, I put that one in the net. Adi, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice to be honest with you. If, if like the green hair is not, uh, it's not negotiable for me, no matter what, I can't have that. Um, Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's a bunch of comments coming in here. We have Labro in here with his uh, fullback slander as as to be expected. I mean, this is, we don't, Lambro's right, but we don't need to talk about this. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Uh, what else is there to say with the yeah. fullbacks? They're not For very the- good. For the audio listeners, uh, Lambro said, Adi complaining about Jan when Lala may be one of the worst fullbacks I've ever seen other than Oleg and Adruzos. I actually wasn't complaining about Jan. I'm just pointing out that he's not – he's slow. So we get caught in transition because he can't cover the passing lanes. It's, it's the truth. I don't disagree that Lala, Oleg, and Adruzos haven't been amazing. But at the same time oh, – uh, I, I give Oleg a couple of passes, but because he's played every damn game. I already brought up at the at the midway point of the season, Oleg has played more minutes than half of the players in European football in the top flights of European football have played all season in in their careers. So that is crazy. This he looks tired, he looks burnt out, and we need somebody to give him a rest. That's that's I give Oleg a pass for that. Lala, I mean, look, Lala's been disappointing um, for me, especially. Uh, he's been a little disappointing. I didn't think he was super awful th- today. I mean, there was, there, I, well, he got caught forward a lot, I should say. But he had a couple good plays with the ball, and then he did something we don't usually see, which is he actually would go towards the middle with the ball or carry the ball forward, try to take somebody on. We didn't see a lot of that. so. I did, I thought I've seen way worse appearances from Kenny Lala than today, at the very least. I just have one thing I want to say about the fullbacks, and then Costa is here, and I'll let Costa introduce and give some thoughts. At one point, and correct me if I'm wrong, we had a corner, and instead of playing the corner directly in the box, we played it like we played a pass on the ground to Oleg to put a ball in. And I just want to say, what what was the thought process there of of on a set piece? designing a play for Oleg to play a ball into the box. That's all I'm going to say about that. He's getting better at those, but still that's tragic. As Adi says, he's just very tired and that's on the club to replace him. Hopefully in the summer. Anyway, Costa is here. Hi Costa. Hope you're well. Um, What did you think about the game today? What's up guys. Um, Greetings to everyone tuning in wherever you are. Didn't that short pass to Oleg incidentally lead to the goal that got ruled out? Um, yes. By anyway, no side note, but 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 yeah, pa- short pass to Oleg for a cross. His crossing has improved, but I don't think it's improved that much. Um, anyway, guys, what what worries me about the game is well, the question for me is should I should I really be going to Atalanta uh, to Bergamo on Wednesday night? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I did. We are, we are Olympiacos. We go to support the nere. team, win or lose. Come on, Costa. Nere, nere, nere. I, did, I didn't need. I didn't need this game to 
you know, figure out how good or bad we are this season. But, but yeah, of course, I'm still going to Bergamo on Wednesday. Honestly, what worries me most about the game is that I think the the, the lineup that we went out with is what we'll see on Wednesday. Um, we had no width. There was, you know, no wings. No wings on the pitch lane. Sorry if you've talked about this a lot already. I, I didn't have a chance to listen before I before I tuned in. But you look at you look at Masuras and Masuras isn't an out and out winger. He's more of a second striker. Likes to poke in the box. Can't play one on one. We know what he's good at and what he's less good at. And then on the other hand, you had Agibu, who for me personally, I've never really liked him when he's played out on the wing. I like to see him more in the center, kind of in a in a freer role. Uh, and then just you know, from Oleg, you, he's been poor. Let's just say he's been poor since January. He's been run into the ground. We've said it many times over. And then I, th- I think that Lala was actually our best player the first 20, 25 minutes. And Bukalagis as well. Anything positive that we did in the first half, there was that that pass through with his right foot to um, uh, to, to Madi for the strike that hit the, hit the bar. That was from a right-footed pass. Right. By Bukalagis, and then there was another reverse pass that he played in. So he had his moments, he had his good moments today, Bukalagis. He also had those moments when he got caught in caught in possession, and then they had dangerous breaks. Yeah. Um, and also, guys, he changed the system, changed the system to 4-2-3-1 in the second half. And it wasn't better. We saw the same kind of weaknesses and frailties where we get exposed in transition. Um, and had it not been for for Manolas and, and Socrates, good good defending, it could have it, it could have been uh, it could have gone bad for us. But in the end, it's a it's a one nil win, a goal from from a set piece. I'm ha- very happy to see Jan and Villa get on the score sheet. I think that will do good things for it to boost his confidence even more going into the game on on Thursday. Uh, yeah, those are my my initial kind of reactions to to what I saw. But yeah, no wings. And how do you expect to break a team down like Ike? You've got no wingers on the pitch. There's no width. Um, and we knew that Ike was going to do that. If anyone was following pre-match to this game, everyone was expecting a route, three, four, five goals. The Ike journalists were crying on the radio and on Sports 24, whatever you, look, you watch or listen to. They were saying they were very scared about this game, and I thought I did all right. Like they, that that front yeah. three, they looked dangerous, and I think Amrabat was the best, the best 100%. player on the pitch. Yep, to be honest, one hundred percent. He was he was everywhere. I wasn't. I know Pedro Martins in the post match gave props to three players. Amrabat obviously was one of them. Uh, Kareem Anzarifard was another, and Levi Garcia was the third. Levi Garcia, he always looks dangerous when he's on the ball, but so many times he holds it too long. I was actually getting thankful towards the end of the game every time he would get it because he he wouldn't just release the ball after he made space and beat his first guy. He had to go to the next one, then the next one. And it, it made me feel more comfortable because that was his his modus operandi for the game was just dribble as much as he could to try and beat everybody. So I wasn't quite as impressed with Levi Garcia because I thought he was doing us more favors than than anything else. But yeah, Amrabat was just tearing us apart. He's he was a great get for them. I mean, he he played really well today. Very very class player. Um, if they have any, he's definitely one of them. 
Wait, can I ask like a dumb question? Well, not a dumb question, but just like an off-topic question because this sure. is my my role on the podcast. I'm not going to say anything serious, guys. Come on. Zuber has Greek letters on his jersey. Yes, I always notice does. this when the non-Greek players have the Greek. What is his connection? Does anyone know like why this is? It's just like one of which is just love Ike that much, like because it was already like a sort of a surprise move to see him go to Ike. Uh, does does anyone know in the chat? Any anyone know? Like maybe he has a Greek wife or something. I, I searched Instagram and couldn't find anything. It's but. just the it's just the branding thing from the yeah. um, from the, um, the the kit out the, the outfitter. We used to do it some years ago for for everyone as well, not just yeah, the Greeks. foreign players. Oh, okay. too. In the Greek league, when we played in Greece, all the letters were Greek, and then when we played in Europe, they were all foreign. Like yeah, sorry. <laughs> we got a comment here from DG fourteen. I don't know if you agree, but at least for me, the tempo of the team is painfully slow. No urgency whatsoever. I am very afraid that when Atalanta puts the tempo, we'll be running around like headless chickens. Well, DG, you're actually 100% right. Um, when we've talked about the match tempo before, or at least I have in, in some of the games, it has been very low. Our season average is under four passes per possession. It's really bad. When you look at how we used to play under in like the first and second season of Pedro Martins. Um, and I think even the third season too, like it's all five or six. So that means like every time we get the ball, we complete at least five or six passes before we lose it, you know, on average. Some are more, some are less. But this season, it's like three. It's under four. It's like 3.7. That's really bad, guys. It's it's not a good look. So you're 100% right. And some people measure match tempo in terms of pure possession. So like when you have the ball for one minute and you just calculate the amount of time you've had the ball just in that pure minute, we have less than 15 touches. And in, in other years of Martins, it's closer to 20. It's very, it's very noticeable. So yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I see, uh, uh, I see <laughs> Fortunis complaining. He's in the chat now too. They showed Fortunis on the camera today. That was one of the highlights of the game for me in like his, his track suit or whatever. Yeah. Come back Costa. We miss you. Yeah. I, that would be nice. It would, it would be nice to, to get him, to get him back for sure. But uh, while he's not here, and, and Lombro actually brings this up, is Joao Carvalho the answer to some of our problems, or am I insane? No, you're not insane. Actually, Costa and I were talking about it in WhatsApp during the game before he was subbed on. He needs to come on. We need somebody with creativity. And then the guy comes on. Peter and I talked about this right in the opening of the segment. Nutmegs, Rota makes him look stupid, draw, gets a yellow card. And was involved in uh, was involved in a couple of the um, uh, the plays that led to some great opportunities going down the wing. So I look Carvalho definitely has some talent and some things that we can really really use. Uh, I will say that, and if he keeps playing like this, he really should see field time. I, I think we're kicking ourselves because he's not on the UEFA list. Uh, at this moment, but if we go through, we can put him on. <laughs> uh, we get another yeah. change. I thought we only yeah. had the one I think, change. I think uh, I think after after the next round, we can make another change. I think... I might I might be wrong. If somebody if somebody wants to correct me, feel free. But I have a feeling that you can make changes. I'll check if that. You qualify. Yeah. But I'll, I'll uh, check on that. 
But I mean, I I I saw I saw enough in the cup game for as long as he was on the pitch. There's nobody on this squad that can do what he does. Fortun is when he's well, but there's maybe something even more there. He just the, the lad just sees things happening so quickly, like like a million times faster than anybody on the pitch. Like one one touch, one touch pass, through ball. He's already yeah. seen the run, he's already seen the player go. It, it's it's tele, it's almost telepathic, like the passing. And yep. it's sharp and it's it's crisp. We don't have that. Agibu doesn't have that. The decision making and the maturity isn't there yet for him. He's got other qualities that Jacques Cavalier doesn't have, like the the aggression, the ability to win the ball back, to make interceptions, to get into a challenge. But but to pick a pass and see things. We were saying on the chat, we just said, like like Labro said, are we insane? Like, are we the only ones that can that think Cavalier needs to come on? Even though we've seen so little, we've seen so much. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, I have an answer for you, Costa. Um, it looks like you cannot. Oh, we can only make changes from the B list, and that's oh. it. So that's all we can do. So bollocks. Uh, again, uh, I just went through a couple of things here. I, I went onto the UEFA official page, and I don't see anything. Um, but yeah, as of right now, it looks like the only changes that can be made now are from like the B list and the A list. That's the only other changes that can be made. We can't register any new players directly on the UEFA list. So unfortunately we're kind of stuck, uh, stuck there. Um, there's a couple other comments here. Uh, oh wait, I think you just touched on that. Uh, there was another one I actually meant to touch on, uh, from DG 14. I'm not that worried about Carvalho in Europe because anyway, he's not ready to play more than 30 minutes at most on Thursday. And unfortunately I don't think we'll play many more games after that. <laughs> well, Oh, th this is, this is, this is, <laughs> this is rich right here. If you Kareem, want to be third striker. Yeah, sure. Kareem. Guys, Kareem Ansari Fard is subscribed to gate seven international. <laughs> So you better be subscribed as well. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah, guys, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to get into full on like Atalanta preview mode just yet. Um, but maybe, and and I didn't get to talk about the Panetolikos game. So one thing I kind of just want to bring up or one player I kind of just want to bring up. Is it like, once again, I'll use the word, we'll use the word insane. Is it insane that I want to see Solis in maybe not the derbies, but like, starting league games a bit more frequently like is that something that am i am i alone in that like uh, i really enjoyed his his intensity and urgency uh against panetolikos and we we're having a few problems in midfield and he certainly has quite a bit of of physicality any any thoughts about that adi costa chat i think we actually did a like a nice little uh post costa had done one about Sorlis. we talked about what he did during the game how he looked and most of the fan base at least seemed to agree. Everyone was calling for him. I didn't see a single negative thing said about the kid. And the same complaint was there uh, that everybody had. Then that's why doesn't he get more game time? You know what I mean? Why doesn't he filter in at the very least in some of these games against these smaller sides? He clearly is up to the task. I mean, the kid, he bosses the midfield. He's not afraid of 
app of anything. The passion is there. The energy is there. And I'll add to that with Kitsos. Uh, there was a comment earlier about Kitsos. Um, and I think it was DG14 that said it. Look at my eyes. DC is, is also saying it. Uh, Kitsos is another one. Look, we have no, we didn't go get a fullback in the window, right? We didn't get any fullbacks. So we said that Kitsos was a new signing. What was the word? What was the word that was used in um, the Kotsis project Simikas? Oh, Neos Simikas. I think it was Project Simikas or like the Project Nut Simikas or whatever it was. But the point is, when 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 you have the these people here and you don't have another option and Oleg needs rest, play them. Just play them, especially in some of these other games. I didn't really expect him to play against Ike. I would have loved it, but damn. So, sorry, I have to read this comment, but it's on another point. But I think Roman made um, made a point earlier about us not having a player like Levi Garcia, who Ari talked about and said holds the ball too much. Yes, very able on the one on one dribble. <laughs> and and now Roman's saying, yeah, and we got Rodriguez, which was what I was going to answer you, Roman. But Roman says he literally has an ambulance as a private car. <laughs> he might as well my god yeah, yeah he's uh, i mean they say in greek he's made of glass but i think glass is stronger glass is definitely stronger damn yeah here's one from hussein guzel Sorlis is better when it comes to moving the ball forward we are missing this since fortunis got injured that's the biggest issue we have i believe you're not wrong. Our progress when it comes to progressive passes or progressive actions, we'll say any action that gets the ball moving forward, you're 100% right. All of that's on a downturn this year. All of it. So anybody that can help us progress the ball forward and actually help make meaningful actions forward, I'm all aboard for that. And so Lisa's is one of those things that helps in that. So I 100% agree with that sentiment. I talked about Sudlis a lot after the cup game. Uh, for those of you that that followed my, my solo session, I guess uh, maybe today it was a case of you know playing Balk in the in the second division, and they wanted some of those players there for that game. I watched bits of it because it was hard to watch. It was not a good game, and he he didn't stand out. I think with with better players around him, for sure. But yeah, of course, we'd like to see more of it. The passion, and like, like a lot of the comments are saying, he can take the ball forward. He's shown um, much improvement in terms of holding onto the ball, and some of the flicks that we saw the other day as well in the cup, it's just like confidence. So playing in the B teams, actually, you know, it's it's done what they what they wanted, which is these players to get games against men and build confidence. So yeah. Uh, are we going to see it this season? I wonder. Maybe maybe in the playoffs. Well, guys, any points before we uh, move on to men of the match and coaches grade for today? I mean, we've got a bit about Atlanta as well. Um, Cristiano is Cristiano's with us. Now the goat. Well. <laughs> Let's go. Jesus. This Cristiano, is... you're, uh, you're struggling a bit over at Man United. You want to come play for a real club that's going to win trophies. We've got a spot for you. Just you're gonna have to take a real big pay cut, but I mean, 
it's worth it. Have you seen the views in Glyfada? Just just something to consider, big man. Anyway, um, there's a there's a ra- like not really on the Ike post match, but here's a random comment from Thomas. Sa- man, that's opinion. nah, man. That's Isn't like this on- the guy that hit his girlfriend or something. Yeah, that okay. guys, stop fucking joking about that stuff. Like genuinely gonna be serious like that's not something to be joking about guys let's move on um man of the match for me uh shit i almost want to say uh carvalho in 10 minutes doing uh doing quite a few good things but i can't give him man of the match for 10 minutes um it's a toss-up between the two defenders for me i think i'm gonna say socrates just because manulas had that bit of a nervy moment there with the near own goal uh, he's so, uh, Vatslik probably takes some of the blame for that, but, uh, both of the defenders were great and they both get a shout. So for me, I'll say Socrates coaches grade, um, to be fair to Martins, uh, he did make a change at halftime to the four, two, three, one. Uh, the change was, was bringing on the haircut man, which, uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he blew a couple chances, but I think it's, it's, uh, he still was trying to do something and got rid of the four three three, so I'll give him credit for that. Maybe a B for Martins today from me. What do you think, Adi? Um, so I I'll give man of the match uh, because the game was deadlocked. We got the goal. The goal was huge, obviously for the win. Um, we weren't goal threat was better than early on in the season, but not where we'd like it to be. But Jan Vila got the goal. He also was pretty instrumental in our possession again. So I, I I would give him man of the match, but a huge shot goes to both of the center backs for how many last balls that they stopped on the way in. Uh, covering for our wing backs who would get caught forward, especially Kenny Lala uh, in the second half. So those are my two shouts, uh, but it, it'll go to, for me, 100%. Uh, it'll go to Jan and Vila. And then my coach's grade, I wasn't thrilled when I saw the 4-3-3. But, um, and I know this is something we're going to dis- discuss for pre-match, but I was understanding because I, f- you know, personally, I believe that we're probably going to use that uh, in Europe. That's how we're going to line up against Atalanta. So I understood why. Um, it wasn't the best football, but the changes he made in the second half were were the right changes, in my opinion. Except for Onyakuru, I was not a big fan of that change. I would have rather seen Roni Lopez, but I digress. Uh, so I'm going to give him a B plus, and that'll that'll be where I stand on coach's grade. Costa. You are on mute, Costa. Oh, Jesus, still doing that. Amrabat? Man of the match? <laughs> no, I mean, man of the match is uh, Jan and Vila. For me as well. He got the goal. I thought he had a decent game. A couple of moments, mm, you know, got, got dispossessed, but it's nice to see those kind of 30 yard diagonal balls, a couple of those today. And generally, like a couple of blocks, a couple of really important blocks at the back when when Ike threatened on the counter. And yeah, you got the goal, guys. And uh, I agree with what you guys said already in terms of the centre backs. I thought Manola, I, I mentioned it as well. Manolas and Socrates is a good game, apart from that that one moment of miscommunication where you're just thinking, what the hell are you doing? Because the keeper was coming out and you just didn't need to do that. That could have ended bad. 
So coaches' grades, B minus for me. It, it's hard because I, I just don't think there's anything that the manager can fix now this season. He, he's not a, he's not the type of manager that makes drastic changes. And the longer he stays in Greece, the more he's going to get into that kind of Greek mentality and Olympiakos mentality of, all right, just make sure we get the result. So I understand that the setup that he put out, the 4-3-3, was exactly um, employed because he wanted to keep things tight. And... It's not what we like to see as Olympiagos fans to sit back and hit on the counter. But that could work against Atalanta, or that's what he's hoping. Let let's see. I not not really impressed. And the change at half time, it made sense in that we needed a winger to come on and we've paid five million for this guy. And you're just thinking, come on, surely one day it's gonna he's gonna do something. And when he had that one-on-one, he he pissed it down the toilet. So, um, yeah, B-minus for Martins for me. Well, guys, um, a couple more questions quickly. We've got Muscarius asking, are we just going to ignore that Martins cuts off Ronnie Lopez, who's evidently trying, had two assists last game, and instead keeps playing Henry, really? I mean, you guys, we can offer a quick thought on this. My personal take is... Uh, Henry tracks back, he defends, and that's why Martins likes him. There are things that we do not know about that are going on in training that we cannot see that are probably motivating this choice. Um, maybe the fact that Henry was bought for 5 million euros also motivates this choice, but uh, I'm not really particularly surprised by the fact that we're seeing Onya crew more given what we know about Martins. I don't know if you guys have any points about this. I'm, I am equally as annoyed because since December, Rony Lopez has not seen a lot of time, but he's got two goals and three assists uh, in that, and in that short time frame. Um, it's been, I think it's four starts he's had since December 1st. So if I'm, if I'm counting correctly, maybe so four, maybe five starts, two goals, three assists. And we haven't gotten even close to that from Henry. So yeah, I'm equally as annoyed. Well, guys, we've got a short segment for Atalanta coming up. Uh, we're just going to talk about tactics a bit. And uh, the reason we're going to keep it short today is because we do have more coming out. Um, we can't announce exactly what and when just yet. But if you subscribe uh, and then also you make sure to hit that notification bell on YouTube as well, that will allow you to know when we are going live, when we've uploaded a video, uh, and that'll keep you on on uh, on pace, as they say, with all of our content, because we're going to dive into Atalanta. We're going to learn all about their team. We're going to learn how to beat them, how to get a result. Uh, and that will be coming up in the coming days before the game. So make sure to subscribe and keep your eyes on our channel to see when that is coming out. Um, but quickly now, Adi, you sort of teased it earlier. Um, we've got this Atalanta com- game coming up. And obviously, we're going to have a lot of defending to do, and we're probably not going to be getting a whole lot of possession in this game. So, Adi, what do you think that we should do in terms of formation? Uh, not necessarily players, but just how do you think we should line up? I know Costa mentioned at the beginning, 4-3-3. This seems like the lineup uh, that we're going to see against Atalanta in the midweek. Uh, Adi, what do you think of that? 
So there's what I want, and then there's what I think we'll see. So all season I've been saying we should play the formation that we do the best with, and the formation we do the best with is the 4-2-3-1. I get that this is Europe, and I get that these teams are better, but we have not seen a lot of positive movement or actions from a 3-4-3. We have not seen a lot of positive things from the 4-3-3 either. So I don't like, even if it's a, even if it's like a a scenario where we're more defensive, that we just kind of shut up shop and hope for the best. I get it when it's giants, you don't really have much of a choice, but I I think we should stick with what we know. What I would prefer is a 4-2-3-1. I think we're going to see this 4-3-3. I don't think it's a coincidence that we saw it today against Ike. So this is what I really think we're going to see, unfortunately. Adi, what do we think about Mono's G7 suggestion? The 920. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who was the it bus. that was the I think it was the Pedro Martins parody account that said 91 or something also? Uh, uh yeah, look, I mean, if if this were pro if this were Atalanta playing at their peak, I'd say there's probably nothing we could do. They're just gonna destroy us, but they're not playing as well. They've been on a down note since the the break or since the end of the winter break. So we have an opportunity here. But if we can't piece passes together and piece together any kind of forward momentum, whether it's on the counter or an open play, there's no hope. So there's a couple of things that we've seen when we play well, uh, a couple of similarities. And that major similarity is playing with a number 10 that is capable that is competent in most cases it's been agibu kamara but he can't disappear in the second half like he did today but regardless that's when we've seen libiakos at its best this year is when we're playing with an actual number 10 with two solid defensive mids behind him and wingers that can actually provide width so that's what we've seen that's been the best and that's what i want to see i'd i'd rather not us see us park the bus and get humiliated Adi, I have a couple questions that I'll open up to everyone. These are just sort of random questions. The first one I'm going to ask, I know Adelanta have been in poor form. Is this the best team that we have faced in a knockout tie in a cup under Martins? That is a question I will ask. I think uh, maybe the other candidate would be Wolves when they beat us in 2020. Um even even in bad form as they are at Atalanta, they're still obviously a, a very good team in Italy. And, uh, you know, this this core has competed at high levels in the Champions League as well. Um, this is a, a very good team. It, it, you know, we don't need to say that over and over again. And then the other thing uh, that I, I, I kind of want to bring up, maybe just as a devil's advocate almost, uh, I, maybe I'm not the only person to say this, but probably not the popular opinion. Does the haircut man have a role in the starting 11 for Olympiacos next week. Uh, I probably don't think he will start, but uh, we need a player who's going to track back, defend and run. Does maybe he's the answer. Even if he can't get us a goal, he's going to, he's going to be able to sit back and defend. I mean, what do we think? What do we think about these things? Any, any thoughts from you guys? Costa. No, go ahead. So ideally, Yes, right? He should ideally you would the way the way that he plays, the the profile of player that he is. You saw he 
in the, the those two different plays when he got behind the defender on the right. I'm not sure if it was Mitoglu he got he got past or if it was Haji Safi. But you saw once he got behind him and the ball was played and he and he had space to run and he was on side, couldn't touch him. But then it's what he did afterwards that's the problem. So ideally, yeah, he should he should be able to take advantage, especially because the type of ball that Atalanta normally likes to play again, when they're high flying is high possession, high press, but they haven't been able to do that in the last month. I mean, they haven't won since they beat Venezia. And whereas they're normally a team that dominates in possession and they're passing a lot, they haven't been that team for a month. They've been dominated in possession. They've been transitioning between a four, two, three, one and a three, four, three. So they are, they're trying to like figure out something that's going to get them back on track. It's the type of game script where you would imagine Onyekuru could be useful, but it's I would rather not take the risk. I'd rather play with the players that have showed us something. And you know what? If it's if it's one of those things where we're where we're you know we just need to throw a flyer out there, fine. But I've got no faith. I have no faith in him at all. So I don't want to play him personally. People are very upset about that suggestion in the chat as well. Yeah. Although Thomas Sa does say yes, he's our fashion icon. You know, it's a big thing in Italy, guys. So we're not playing in Milan, but we're not far from Milan. But anyway, (laughs) I I, I got a few things. So, you know, you asked, is it the best knockout team we've played? Under Martins, obviously. Under Martins. They've they've got um they've got problems, uh, since since January. What is it? Ilicic is going through things, um depression. Not not going to go into that more, but that's very serious, obviously. And I don't believe he's, you know, in contention. And then Zapata is out for five months. I read, and generally, he's not looking good for them. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat was following the Juve game, and that's what I was trying to look for all this time. I've had my head down trying to find out what's going on in that game. It's tied but, nil-nil and like halfway through the second half, last I checked. Yeah, yeah so, still nil-nil, 73rd minute. So they're coming off the back of a big game against Juventus as well. Anything can happen in Europe, guys. I know they've they've been poor since January, and it's it's different. They can, as they say in Greek, they can change things on Thursday. It's a different competition. Everyone's watching. That's motivating for them. It should be motivating for us. That's what we can hope for really in terms of seeing something better on Thursday, is that the players, their ego responds, says, all right, I'm not playing low-tempo football in Greece. And Jan Jan and Villa alluded to this in his post-match comments. And he said, Italian teams are, are tough. They're aggressive. It's going to be one of those games. The tempo is going to be higher. It's going to be an up-and-down match. The players need to be determined determination is going to be a key factor in the game, he said. So you, we've got to see the the tabuka. We've got to see some, we've got to see some of that on Thursday, that kind of, I don't want to lose this game from those players. Show some bloody character. Now, yeah, to go back to that question, are they the best team? I'll answer it in a different way. This is our worst team under Martins. Yes. Our worst team. 
I don't know if they're the best team that we've played, but this is our worst team of his era. Team. Not bad players, but this isn't a team. He hasn't built a team with this squad of players. Let me be clear. On Yakuru, I I agree with what Labro's been saying in previous pods that this could be his game. But you see that you see that chance he squandered today. Just like, come on, mate, that, that's your chance. That's your bread and butter. Finish it. That was and that that really pissed me off, man. I thought that was it. I thought that could really unblock him. It's like, come on, mate, finish it. So I don't know. Like, what do we do on Thursday? Four three three, and see what we saw again today. There's what I want and what the manager wants and what we're going to see. Ari said it. I can't. I can't see how he lines up with those three. Slow midfielders. Madi Kamara isn't slow, but his performances have been slow and so unpredictable and erratic this season that I don't count him as a body in the midfield. It's just moments in the game where you see him on the ball and he drives forward. And they're just moments, one or two in the game, we think, oh, there he is. But otherwise, he's not there. It's like, it's like he's a, a Super League player. Right. An average Super League player. I'm sorry. And you can't play with those heavy bodies like Bukalakis and Mbila in the midfield. We're going to get overrun. If the strategy is to go into that game and sit back and wait for the counter, oh, it's going to be horrible. It's yeah. going to be hard. So yeah. I, I have a feeling we might go with three at the back. I have a feeling we might go with three at the back and Masuras up top with one of Tiquinho or El Arabi. The fact that, hang on, El Arabi came on for seven minutes or like 10 minutes at the end, didn't he? Barely touched the ball. I, I, I don't know. Masuras for sure. I think it's going to be two up top and hopefully hopefully Agibo is in the is in the midfield, not, not on the wings. We need somebody to to press those midfielders of, of Atalanta. Otherwise, it's going to be a, it's going to be a very, very long night. And don't forget, they press really high too. They press high and they have a very high pressing intensity. Even in Europe, they're, they're, they're averaging around nine. In Champions League, they were averaging nine passes allowed per defensive action. We don't even do that in Greece. We used to press really high like that in both Europe and Greece. We don't do that at all. Uh, I'm seeing in the comments here, Atalanta just scored an amazing yeah, goal. Yeah, Melanovsky just scored. Exactly what we need. Exactly minute. what we need, boys. Them catching form before they uh, they hit us. But no, Costa, everything you said, man. Plus, they're going to be pressing us high. And it's not like we've really done well when we're pressed high or pressed at all because we can barely connect passes and we're not moving around a lot in open space. So color me worried. Guys, I don't want to seem too pessimistic here. Um, obviously, the odds are against us, but we are Olympiacos. The odds have have been against us many times before, uh, and we've we've won. Um, I will say, I think the one thing that has me maybe hoping is obviously, as we've talked about, Atalanta poor form. They're not going to be, you know, they haven't been putting four or five goals on teams the way that they had been doing previous years you know that used to be their knack is scoring all these goals and as costa mentioned two of their biggest 
attacking players are going to be missing, Zapata and Ilicic. Um, we also have a very, very good goalkeeper uh, in Vatchlik that really inspires a lot of confidence in me. He's an amazing shot stopper with great reflexes. Um, and that might be just... that we. I think we lost Peter. Oh fuck! Did I uh, did I get kicked? <laughs> we, we lost you for like two seconds. What what, 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 what I was talking about Vatslik and saying how he could be a game changing player yeah. in our our uh, that that's all I really wanted to say. Um, we could see a, a big performance from him and potentially, you know, it, maybe I, I'm not super. I I don't expect us to score goals to be honest with you, but. Um, Vatslik may keep us in the tie with a, a big performance in the midweek. How do you guys feel about? There's a lot of people in the comments talking three-five-two, three-five-two, uh, and Masuras one of the individuals up top. That's that's what Costa said. That's what I said. But but I, but again, you're, you're you're relying on you're relying on Oleg and and Kenny and, to have the match of their lives, unless unless. Pedro Martins does a masterclass and like puts Andrutos at right back. And Andrutos has the game of his life and then gets sold for five to ten million at the end of the year. That would be amazing. But Atalanta buy him. Big business. <laughs> Big business. And Agibu is gonna have to be playing amazing box to box also for that to work too. Don't forget. So and I guess you would have to, but see, so here's the thing then. So if you run three five two and Masuras is your is in that front two, do you go with Tequino to start, or then do you go with El Arabi? Who's, because, your, who's your rhythm? Who's your rhythm striker? Well, well, so it's right now. I'd say it's Tequino, yeah. right? But if if you're in a position where you're playing a, a deep three five two, it would probably be a mid block again, like we did against Fenerbahce. You need somebody, you need one of those fours, not exactly like Big Little, but you have, uh, you know, like a 4-4-2 Big Little, but you need one of them to be uh, a, a playmaker, a producer. And Masuras isn't really that. So, and neither is Tequino for that matter. But El Rabi is, when he does, when his holdup play is good, when it's good, then he can do that in spades. And it's, unfortunately, it hasn't been very consistent this season. That was so, him today with the ball to Henry, and then Henry fucked right. the chance, right? That was a right. great pass. Yep. Guys, I think we need El Arabi. I, I don't know if Martins will do it. I know, as Costa had mentioned earlier, he didn't play today. Maybe that was uh, – you could interpret that different ways maybe. But, guys, this is this is the guy. This is the killer. We need El Arabi in this game. He's the one who's going to – he shows up for these games, guys. Like, I think we need to start him. Yeah. That's my opinion. What about – what about El Arabi and Tiquinho in a three-five-two? Have we seen that this year? I mean, who's going to give them the ball if it's one of them and we play three-five-two? Who's going to deliver? Like you know that Tiquinho wants the ball into feet or like high in the air. He's good at hold-up play, but who's going to deliver the ball to him today? The only one that delivered the ball in was Kenny. In the right. first half, at times, Agibo creatively today was below average for me. I can't really remember him doing much, if anything, today. In the Am first I half, wrong? 
It was just really the first half. Not a lot, especially not with the passing. He had a couple nice dribbles, I remember, but not really the passing. Yeah, and then (laughs) there's a comment here. Ilios Gashib, Oleg, obviously, with the service. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he delivered those balls in, but yeah. So... It, when that question that you ask, Costa, going back, who's providing the service? You're asking that if you start El Arabi and Tequino up top. Well, one of them, because oh, one of them, because El Arabi can play a ball, right? Like he did for Henry, but you wouldn't really. Would you see that in a three-five-two? Could we no. start Mathieu with with one of them? Could could Mathieu be on the pitch somewhere? I feel like he doesn't really have a, a strong place in in a three-five-two, but. Well, I you think know, that's he would fair. provide he would provide the creativity we need, but there's not really a spot for him in that formation. He'd be physically dead in 15 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He'd be super sub. You, you'd bring him on. He would probably half. sub on. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I mean, like the the thing is, uh, this is a big game. This, as we've said, you know, we are not favored at all. And a lot of things are going to have to go very right. So, you know, we're saying all these ifs and stuff like, yeah, we have to accept no matter what tactic we pick, a lot of things are going to need to go right. Maybe, yeah, like the the fullbacks, we might just have to say, Kenny Lala, if if you're shit, we're not going to win. You got, you have to go out your only choice. You have to play well. And and it's, a, uh, it, it's in God's hands, as they say. It's not in Pedro Martin's hands to some degree. But... Um, I mean, I think this is true for any tactic. It's just a matter of we have to hope the players are motivated. Um, the tactics can help, but at the end of the day, we're, we're just going to need the fullbacks to do more than what we've seen from them for most of this year for me. Yeah. If, just like, I'm going to go back to that question, and sorry if I'm, I'm asking this, that's the same question in a different way, but who's going to play the ball forward? Who's going who's gonna to create? In in the in in any of the systems that we talk about in Europe, who's our creative force in the team? Jan and Vila, thirty like meter we passes. Don't have one. Well, yeah, we don't <laughs> have one. It's either come from Agibu Kamara or you know whether it's a wonder strike or he he intercepts a ball and gets a lovely counter for us or something, um, or it's it's one of those occasions where Jan and Vila is is moving the ball around and we and we catch them kind of like pinched in too far when he switches the ball. Those are those have been most of the the context for when we have succeeded or we have made dangerous opportunities in open play. It hasn't really been anything else. So we have to we're gonna hope for either an Agibu wonder strike somewhere or another counter where he steals the ball and we have an odd man rush or something like that. That's all we've seen this season. So that's what you're counting on. And he can't. Dis- you're hoping also that he doesn't disappear for most of the game. Well, folks, any other questions in chat? We are we are beginning to come up on an hour here. We do have a couple more things we want to bring up. Uh, look at my eyes. DC is watching the Atlanta game, and apparently they're they're hitting their stride here. It's still one nil, but uh, yeah, they're playing with that energy that we are we are quite afraid of. That's this is an interesting comment as well. DG14. The main idea of 352 is a mid-block, force the ball in the middle and have Agibu and Madi be really aggressive with interceptions and then a quick counter-attack from there. Yeah. Right. 
That's what um, I said. Yeah, that's what I said but, earlier. But then, do you play him Villa or do you play or do you, do you, do you drop Bukalagis? Is is Pedro Martins going to drop Bukalagis and not play Jan and Villa after today's game? You can't you can't drop Bukalakis if you want to really if you want a successful mid block. He's the only one of our midfielders that has the capacity to close lane downs. You can't. So but you, you need, have to find a but but you need Agibo and Madi for their more aggressive profile. Right. They've got more legs, they're faster. Right. And then if you play Bukalakis and Yanem Villa, you, you've got over. slow legs. Right. That's the, that's the, this is the conundrum you find yourself in. It is because tell me with a straight face that if you pick, if you pick Madi and Vila Agibu, that you are comfortable, that you think we can actually stop any possession in transition. If you could tell me that with a straight face, then I'm all for it. But if, 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 if Madi Kamara turns into Madi Kamara, then yes, the problem is he hasn't, been yeah, yeah. it's a big if that's a big if and that's that's not here's a really good comment actually and part of the reason why our press has been dog shit uh from dg14 another thing is that even when we press we don't press to force interceptions we press to force long balls from the opponent's defense and then start our attacks again from the center backs i don't know if the intent is to do that but that's what we've seen and it's a whole lot different than how the press used to work out for us under Martins in the past couple of years. That's 100% true. I, I, I don't – and the reason I'm hesitant to say that, that's in, that the intention is to do that is because I have never been involved in a pressing system myself where we had like a truly desired outcome. The, the, the point is to make mistakes. You want to force them to panic and make a mistake with the ball. Whether – I, I've, but that's me personally. I've never played in any pressing scheme like that where we wanted them to do a long ball or catch them. You just want them to make mistakes. And in this, and the way things have been, maybe because our, our press hasn't been as intense, maybe because it hasn't been as good that this is what we've seen. But yeah, that's a huge difference. Very, very, very big difference. Questions are still rolling in. We're past the hour mark. We're going to keep it going a little bit more, guys. So keep sending those questions in. Big game coming up on on Thursday. I will be in Bergamo. I'm heading out on Wednesday, flying to Milan, and I'm driving up to Bergamo. It's an hour trip. We're going to try and do a little vlog as well. So check that out soon. Um, if you guys have any ideas or like, you know, you want something from Bergamo, I don't know, like send us a message on, on our socials, like make sure you follow our Instagram. Lots of stuff's going to go up there, stories, whatnot. Um, check it out. I think there's going to be around 500, 500 fans. I think we'll get 500 tickets. That's what I know so far. We did receive some messages about tickets, what's going on. So you either need to be um, part of a fan club yeah, in Europe or wherever there are Olympiacos Gate 7 fan clubs, or you need to be a um, season ticket holder to get access to tickets for the game. So, um, yeah, that's all you need to know in terms of what's going on with tickets for the game. Make sure you hit subscribe, the bell at the bottom, so you don't miss any of the great previews that are coming up and the vlog, which will come eventually um, from, from the game and everything that's going on around pre-match and post-match um, with regards to Atalanta. 
Also, guys, we said before we did hit a thousand subs a couple of weeks ago. Thank you so much to everybody, um, old and new, those of you that have been with us right from the beginning. We still see you here in the chat. A lot of new people that we see every time we do a new live is really fantastic. And if you want, guys, as well, you can sponsor us. There's a little dollar sign underneath the, the chat as well if you want to contribute something so you can help us keep growing we've got a lot of great things going on don't forget the awards gate seven international awards it's early but we're telling you already now in february this year is going to be very special um so yeah make sure you keep it locked we can go back to some questions shall we yeah what's this forest yep. fan how yep. did carvalho perform i'm keen to see him succeed with you he's such a talent but needs belief in him can i quickly start this one do it so katrina he came on today on the 80th minute first thing he did was nutmeg the the opposing right back make him look like a fool and then he won a yellow card from him um and generally been very very good um hasn't i mean he's played 60 minutes in the cup on wednesday very positive um he's got a lot of vision is what we were lacking which was creativity when i spoke to to Forest fans, Mr. Door. Very good. Very good first impressions. Want to see more of him. He's being eased into the team. I'm not convinced personally that he's going to break into the starting eleven before the end of the season, but it was positive to see him get a run out today. And definitely he's um, he's the type of player that we, we've we been missing this season. We have a comment uh, to echo this from Look At My Eyes DC. Unfortunately, he's out of our European squad, and I think uh, the three of us sort of feel that way as well. Maybe Martins wouldn't use him, but his creativity is something that nobody else currently in our team possesses. And so he's a very useful player to have for us, and we hope to see more of him. I think Lambro's burner account is here in the comments. George, Which one? Uh, uh, George, George I just lost the uh, the comment that I had. Oh, here we go. Right here. This is this is going to be Lambro at, at 57 years. Lambro's been a fan for 57 <laughs> years. This will be this will be Lambro in uh, when he's in his 50s. George Kefalas, I have rarely seen a team of Olympiacos and I've been a fan for 57 years with players who simply don't know the basics like controlling the ball or passing it. This is a disgusting team. George Kefalas, you forgetting about Hasi FC? That was uh, some dark time. Anyway. <laughs> the, the wonderful Champions League campaign when we got like one point in the entire group stage. Yep. Uh, Juventus have scored a goal in the Atalanta game. It's one one ninety minute or ninety uh, third minute in in uh, stoppage time. Atalanta eat a goal. Interesting stuff, folks. Interesting stuff. Um, anything else, folks, from the chat? I think uh, yeah, we're getting we're above an hour. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Big tie. We've got more coming up. I'm not going to be able to do any of the midweek stuff. So these are my takes. I've, I've This has got all my takes out here. Um, got a comment from DG14. Golstas is getting really hard on Thursday. Maybe running the pitch and fake passing out to help the situation a bit. This could be big if uh, Valbuena's playing. You know, he might need a bit of a breather in the second half. Costa, you can, like... I don't know. Pitch invader. What do you think? Are, are you willing to to do that? You know, ban ban yourself from like all football games <laughs> for your life. 
if I'm going to get on the pitch and, you know, Balboina needs some help taking a set piece, you know. It'd be some really <laughs> cool stuff. Imagine being able to show that to your kids in like 20 years. Like, I went on the pitch. That was me. Like, you could just show them the video. I, could... I, I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but I do have strong feelings about that kind of thing. Like, fans belong in the stands. Footballers belong on the pitch. Yeah. Fans have nothing to do on the pitch. And it still happens in Greece a lot. Okay, people get overexcited or whatever you want to call it, but I have strong feelings about that. And I, yeah, I guess I am it using happens this in platform Canada too. To yeah, that. say what? It happens in Canada too. It does. Yeah, it's it's not only in Greece. To be fair, it is oh. not only happening in Greece. What what they don't show you is a lot of times on TV because I was at a Canadian national team game and like five people came on. What they don't show you is like these people getting absolutely trucked, like literally <laughs> just taken out. And like taken out of the out of the the ground in handcuffs. So, as I said, like you literally get banned from like ever going to a sporting event ever again. So, uh, if anyone watching is thinking of invading the pitch, just uh, maybe ask yourself: Is it worth it? That's all I'm going to say about that. Got another one from Socrates Pugiotis. I would play a four-two-three-one on Thursday. Better stability in the midfield, and we have more numbers going forward. Agibu behind Tiquinho with Masuras and Valbuena out wide. I think we'd have to take Valbuena off early, to be honest with you, if we did that. But I don't know what you guys think. I would rather have Valbuena finish a game than start a game, right? It's not about who starts. It's about who finishes in uh, in some of these big ties. So if I would rather bring Valbuena on in the you know for the second half or something like that than start him, I think. I would agree with that. I I, I would want to at least try and it, hopefully we keep it close. You know what I mean? And then second half, maybe something to help kind of establish some kind of dominance or something like that. Bring Valbuena on. I also wouldn't want to start him, um, unfortunately, because if it goes the way I'm thinking it's going to go, then it's not like he's going to see much of the ball anyway. I would rather see him as like a impact sub. Uh, but that that's my personal opinion. Uh, Costa, what do you think? About Valbuena. Yeah. Would you start him or impact sub? No, I would absolutely not start him. And frankly, yeah, he can come on and he can take that set piece, but we need to be in a a position or we need to have players on the pitch that can actually get us into their their half and win a corner or win a free kick. Um, I just feel that with the tempo that we'll be playing at in Europe, he just can't. I don't know if he can keep up. And if he comes on for like 10 minutes, a player normally needs like at least five to 10 minutes or 10 minutes to warm up like when he's come on as a substitute. And he needs that time in Greece, in Europe. Has he, has he even played that much in Europe this season? I don't rem- remember him really featuring in many games. This, Not since this, like the qualifiers when like everybody yeah. had COVID anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a follow-up for you. What about Fadiga? I had an interesting idea, actually. I was thinking, (laughs) sorry, I was thinking about this during the week, but I thought that this experiment that Martins was trying with Fadiga out on the left was quite interesting in a sense that, yeah, sometimes he did over-dribble, but he's fast, like he's not afraid. He had, you know, he, he got involved, like against Panetolikos, but he's got a lot of energy. 
And I liked the fact that he was kind of not really playing as a winger, but he was positioned out there in the formation, but he was playing more as a tucked in left centre mid that received the ball out on the wing and then let the let the wing back overlap. So I wonder if that might be a kind of ace in his pocket, if that's something that he might dare to try. He's listed, no? Fadiga is, he's, yes. I think we listed. did. We, he was one of the ones we added on. Manolas, Gary, and Fadiga. I I wonder if that might be a surprise on Thursday. And I was I was thinking about that. I don't know. What do others think in the in the comments? What do you guys think? I think it could I, be. I almost think it's a similar situation to Surlis in some ways. Like maybe physically, you know, he's very young and and uh, you know, obviously there's some concerns there. But effort wise, he's he's going to give us more effort than honestly any of the first team players. Really, uh, he's very aggressive. He's not afraid. And that might just be what you need uh, in a game like Atalanta when I can really see it just becoming like a slog, a deadlock, and like nothing is happening. Fadiga might be a player to break that monotony. I, I, I hope he's at least on the I hope he's on the bench and I, I hope he's available as a substitute. And it would be nice if Martins uh, looks to him. He's also quite versatile and and if we're doing something like a three five two, he could pop up in, you know, in the center uh, and he can also play out wide if we need him to. Here's one from Viper. In hindsight, would you place Carvalho in the European list for Atalanta? In hindsight, yeah, for Gary. <laughs> in hindsight, yeah. He he actually played wide most of the time today too. So uh, having one creative player on the pitch that can that can just make some kind of magic happen, I I would never say no to personally. Guys, I just want to say I, um, I've put something in the chat on YouTube. So I've put a poll there. Match predictions, maybe something that we should do, guys, what our predictions are for the game. But I've put a poll on YouTube so you can you can click win, draw, or loss. Let us know what you guys think it's going to be on Thursday. Is this just you- you're saying just for the first leg, right? For the first leg. Yeah. Atalanta de Biagos. What do people think? Win, draw, or loss? Should we start in alphabetical order? Ari, what do you think? Uh, uh, um, hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be a two one loss. I oh. Can, oh Costa actually alphabetical order is you. Sorry. Two two draw. We take it back to beat ass. My God, you see us? Who's scoring our goals, Costa? Give us some names. Oh, come on, you want me to be that specific? Uh, I give you a wonder strike for me. Manolas, Manolas has got to go from a corner or a free yep. kick. Uh, Henry, Henry, the other one. Oh, I, I do think if we score, it's well, be I, got, I got a good one. I got a good one. I got a good yeah. one. He's going to dye his hair red. He's going to dye his hair red for the game. It's going to change everything. No, he, score a goal what if he comes it. out? What if he comes out and his hair is like blue and white? He's like, oh, <laughs> I was just, just trying to get my hair like the sky. It's like, Henry, no, we're playing Atalanta this way. Anyway, um, <laughs> look at my DCC say two goals. 
it would be nice to have Cissé back in the team. We saw him in street clothes today. He's obviously just won a trophy. Big up to Cissé uh, for winning the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, congratulations to him. My prediction, I'm I'm going to say 2-0 to Atalanta. Um, I don't see us scoring a goal personally. I do think it, if we do, I think something like Manolas off a corner would be a very uh, likely outcome. Um, but 2-0, I think to be honest, uh, keeps us in the tie coming back uh, to Greece. And so, you know, I, I don't think Atalanta are going to put a bunch of goals on our head, to be honest. I think maybe at most three, but I don't think we're going to concede. I, I think two is probably as many as we'll concede personally. And uh, and that that keeps us within range coming back to Greece. So we'll see. And remember, no away goals. No more. No more. Mm-mm. Do we have anything else? I think that's it. Still some, some predictions coming in. Our record in knockout games away first is not good, says Concept Calcio. Mm, true. True that. Yeah, he's not wrong. Mm, I can not think of a all. few. I can think of a few. Yeah, taking scores back to Gade Skaggy hasn't been good in recent times. That's you know true. what I, you know, this might be kind of a weird comparison. I might be way off, but you know what this game I could kind of see happening. Do you guys remember the second Man City game last year when we lost 1 0? And at it was home. just like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, was this the one when Fortunis almost scored at the end? And that was like our only like sniff of a chance the entire game. Or was he that the other he, one? He broke, he broke through like once, I think. Yeah, and then like Pep Guardiola yeah. like told him he thought he was going to score. Mythical moment for Fortuna. And um, I, I feel like we could see something similar to that where, you know, like we spend a lot of time defending, but we defend well and maybe only and, and you know, maybe don't concede any goals. Maybe maybe uh, only eat one, but I, I just don't have uh, a big confidence we're going to score. Roman Smirnidis, no away goals uh, in, in Europe. I think most places have have abolished this rule. Greece yes. is uh, Epo is behind like five years on every single uh, ruling like this. So we still have away goals in the Greek Cup, of course. But in all UEFA competitions, uh, there are no more away goals. Muscarius, it seems like no one considers Ronnie Lopez for Atalanta. It's a weird thing that he's done with Ronnie Lopez, though, isn't it? Because yep. he's. He got two assists the other day in the cup. Today he didn't get on the pitch. Was he even on the bench? I'm not sure. I, think I he didn't was. see him. I didn't see him anytime oh, they panned the camera over, to be honest I, with you. I, I, th- I think he was on the bench, but he's in the he's in the UEFA squad list as well. Yes. So that's a weird one too, man. I, I have to say, like whether... He was not on the bench. No, he wasn't. Vrusai was and Fadiga was. This is what my football app is telling me. No Ronnie Lopez, which is a bit yeah. outrageous to be honest with you. But yeah, anyway, uh, it's uh, that's a weird situation. And then we heard some weird things too during the transfer window about them he, trying to send him to Turkey. I thought he was going to go out and play with Hassan in Turkey. I thought that was what was going to happen. It seemed like it was, uh, it was all but done, and he's still yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, guys. I think, like I said earlier, this is uh, there are some factors that we will never know uh, as fans of the club what's going on behind the scenes. 
right? So it's one of those things, though, isn't it? Because he's on loan, Henry's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Carvalho's in now. As well. Rodriguez in. Yeah. Is he a cup player now? I don't know. I don't know. Kunde, the other one. My God. Was when Kunde we get on the bench today? No, no, he wasn't. Good, he was okay. in the stands. But uh, I mean, guys, I'll tell you what, at the end of the season, when we do our uh, Gate 7 International Awards, I, I'm not so sure I would vote Henry on Yakuru as my coat of the season. Parto to Hrunu, right? That would be, it would be down Parto to. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a right. It's a feminine. Okay. Um, I I already I already know a certain someone is voting for for Kenny Lala. Lapro. <laughs> Rumor also has it we will be purchasing a coat from the thrift store to send to the coat of the season as well. So, hey, uh, I'm too we'll broke for that one. You guys better be the one getting the coat. That's all. We'll be we'll that. be displayed during the award show. We will ship it over to said individual. It'll be their new coat. Guys, the Maybe awards it's are going to be player big. that's not on the squad anymore that deserves that. <laughs> Can we just give it to Ruben Vinagre again? Exactly. <laughs> honestly, like we need to, we need to just send him. A, we, hang on, we need to send him a coat from last year. Honestly, guys, like as as bad as like as bad as Henry has been, like nobody on this team has like been in the same universe as Vinagre and Lazar as as far as coats go. That's from that's my take at least. Like. If these guys, if like Henry played for us last year and like Kunde played for us last year, like I don't think they would be in the top three of Coates because last year was like, last year was a pretty phenomenal year for Coates, especially considering the team was not even that bad. Um, like Lazar not having like a goal contribution all season long, except for like the cup and, and uh, Vinagre playing like two games and then being shipped off. Anyway, um, Guys, I think we're going to be wrapping up soon. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say. Maybe a couple final comments in the chat. Um, but yeah, like like we've said a few times already, uh, make sure to subscribe because we've got some content coming out that we can't announce yet. Pre-game stuff for Atalanta that'll be uh, going live before the, not right before the game, but in the days, the coming days up to the game. Um, if well, you want to know um, when that stuff I'll, is. I'll, I'll do some Instagram live. I'll do that, some Instagram. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Check that out. Costa vlog from Bergamo. Keep that in mind as well. That's going to be very, very exciting. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes out. Watch this space, as Costa likes to say. Watch this space. The, the British. Peter, I've got something uh, real quick. Like, since we did this poll, so thanks everyone that voted so far. Um, so, 26% say win. 35% for a draw and 39% loss. So it's pretty even, pretty even. Well, then we're going to have to see. Let us know if you like the polls, guys, because they're kind of fun. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of messing with the polls, getting more polls going. Anyway, folks, I don't know if we've even, I don't know if we've got anything else. Adi Costa, any last final words? Um, if not, thank you so much, everybody, for watching, especially if you've made it this far. We love and appreciate all of you. We will be, well, I'm going back on my month hiatus to work on my PhD. I'll see y'all in like a month or so. Sorry. Um, <laughs> maybe sooner. We'll see. Um, we've got lots of content coming out for this big tie. Let's do it. We are Olympiacos. We got to believe. And uh, we'll have everything you need to get ready for the game, live reactions before and after. So stick with us, folks. 
Thanks so much for your support. Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.